Good morning, everyone. Would you stand and join us as we sing? You know, you guys spend a lot of money on this paper. Go ahead and sit down. Sorry. I told you before I left the whole group standing up one time while I did a wedding. Did the whole thing, right? Wow. They were tired when I was done. We spend a lot of money on the paper and ink for these things. You all are really to read them. Um, January 2024 opportunities on the left-hand side. There's a lot of stuff happening, a lot of good things coming. So I want you to look at those and concentrate on those. But two things, Franklin Graham's tour, please don't forget there is three-hour training on Saturday, February 3rd. If you're going to help us with that and participate in that, we need you to make sure that you sign up for that online and get involved in that. Lottie Moon Christmas offering. We're going to see a closing video today, a little bit on that. But do you realize you guys have never, ever not met the goal? If you look in there, that goal was $12,000, and you reached $14,891. That's awesome. And Miss Tamla Berry is going to start a new class here on the 13th. <clears throat> Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Well, we were talking a little bit about last week. There's other things in there that some of the other ministries needs. Please pay attention to those. There's a lot of folks traveling this week. A lot of folks are gone. So be praying for them and be praying for their safety as we travel. Let's pray. Father God, we just lift everything up we do to you this morning, to you. And we pray, Lord, that you would watch over those that aren't with us today, protect them, strengthen them, and encourage them. 
and allow them to find somewhere that they can worship you today. And Father, as we lift up the things to you this morning and we show our worship to you through song and music and message, we pray, Lord, that you open our hearts, our eyes, our ears, and our minds, and let us be very receptive to what you want us individually and corporately to learn this morning. And we simply ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture today is Ephesians 4, 22. It says, we were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Thank you. So there's a birthday girl in the house, Miss Lynn Pagrego, and we're going to sing happy birthday to her, okay? Will you join me? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. All right. Okay, join us as we sing day by day. Day by day, and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials here. Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I've no cause for worry or for fear. He whose heart is kind beyond all Gives unto each day what he deems best. Lovingly, it's part of pain and pleasure. Mingling toil with peace and rest. Every day the Lord himself is near me. With a special mercy for each hour. All my cares he fain would bear and cheer me. He whose name is Counselor and Power. The protection of his child and treasure is a charge that on himself he laid. As your days, your strength shall be in measure. This the pledge to me he made. Help me then in every tribulation. So to trust your promises, O Lord, that I lose not faith, sweet consolation offered me within your holy word. Help me, Lord. to take as from a father's hand one by one the days the moments fleeting 
until I reached the promised land. Till I reached the promised land. So you probably noticed we're missing someone up here, so that just means you have to sing louder, okay? <laughs> Miss Cat and Leonard are in Japan. So they're on their way to Japan today, so please be praying for them as they go and visit their son. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. decided to write a letter to a missionary couple from Miami who baptized me, mentor me, and disciple me during my life. And this is my way to say thank you to them. Dear Henry and Tasha, it's been a long time. I know we don't talk that frequently or had the chance to meet in person recently, even living in the same country, but I thought this could be a good opportunity to remind you how much I love you. Your friendship and companionship changed my life. From having conversations with a 16-year-old girl who dressed all in black about life and being a teenager, to teach me the Bible at your house in Renee Street, to the summer camps, to pray for me countless times, and many, many more memories. But most importantly, there was no relationship with the Lord. However, in your family, I felt true Christian love. The care and the kind words you both always had for me is something I always be grateful for. Also, I finally found a great example on how to form a family centered in Jesus, the way you raised your kids, the hospitality you always had with your neighbors and the love you had for each other made me realize that another life was possible. You supported my dream of living in the United States, and most of all, you both taught me how to trust and surrender my life to Jesus. And even in the lowest times, I proudly say I live a joyful life. 
and the Lord is my shepherd. With him I lack nothing. I pray that many more lives could be touched by your love and care for the people. No matter the distance, you will always find a friend and a sister in Christ in me. Los quiero mucho. Feel. We needed to hear that. <laughs> yes, we did. That's because y'all were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does that mean? You can't do it by remote control. <laughs> you can't mail it in. You can't show up on a Thursday and leave on a Sunday. You have to stay there. Yeah. I, I think what was one of the most important things is that they were there. They were in your way. They were present there. In Spanish, we say, estaban con nosotros, vivían con nosotros. And that changed me. That affected my life um, personally. That's my single, that it's my turn. Good morning, Tucson Mountain. Somebody must have thought I was really going to be thirsty. <clears throat> hey, you know what? It's going to be a new year. The old is out. The new is almost in. Amen? Amen. You know, in ancient times, there were no glass bottles that we know of. They made clay jars and pots, but there's something that we need to think about. They would take those animal skins and they would sew those skins to put wine in. And as the wine would ferment, they'd pour that wine into the skin and the, the skins would expand because of the fermentation and the bubbles. And if they used those wine skins over and over again, they would finally become brittle and blow up and explode. So there's a verse that talks about that. We don't want to become hardened and brittle like those old wineskins. We need to think about this. Jesus gives us an illustration that I think can help us teach a principle today. In Luke 5, 36 and 39, he said, he told them this parable. No one tears a patch from a new garment and sews it on an old one. If he does, he will have torn the new garment, and the patch from the new one will not match the old. And one, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, wants the new, for he says the old is better. And that last part is sort of a traditional viewpoint. We tend to always want to remember the good old days. But some of the good old days weren't all that good, if we really think about it. Jesus is illustrating a concept here that it's very difficult, if not almost impossible, to integrate a new life into an old life form. But that's what we do a lot of times as Christians, and we can get caught up in traps. He's talking specifically in this verse about the incompatibility 
of the new Christian life with the incompatibility of the old Jewish life. That's what he's really referring to here. But it goes much deeper than that. He says there's, there's, there's old Jewish forms of tradition don't match the new Christian forms. So he's trying to lead them through a process, but there's another very important um, application I think we can learn today. The old and the new aren't very compatible sometimes. Think about this. You buy a foreign car and you want to go out and you want something's loose and you want to try to fix it and you try to put a, a standard American wrench on it and it doesn't fit because you need a different kind of wrench. You need metric. So the old didn't work with the new. And then you have the problem that you go buy a new flash drive or a new CD player or CD, and you take and you try to put it in your cassette machine. That doesn't work, does it? Because the old doesn't work with the new or vice versa. So here we go. Let's think about this. As we face the new years, there's going to be some things that we have to contend with. There's going to be new challenges. We can't pour that new wine into the old wineskins anymore. So I asked you a question this morning. What are your old wineskins? Are they old habits, old attitudes, old ways that worked fine in the past, maybe the last few years? But as we approach this new year, they're not going to work very well. Maybe their attitudes, maybe their actions, all those things that we did the last few years, they're obsolete. We have to start thinking differently if we're going to continue moving forward. There's two things that we absolutely have to do in this new year. And it's not that we absolutely should, it's we need to. Okay? The very first one is you have to be willing to change. You have to be willing to change. And the number two thing is you have to be willing to allow God to change you. That can sometimes be tough because we don't always like the change that God places upon us. If you cannot or will not allow those changes to take place, you're going to repeat the same old habits. You're going to have the same old hurts, the same old hang-ups, the same old difficulties, the same old problems that you had last year. So we have to learn to expand. It's interesting to me that a lot of people will do everything they can to change things on the outside, externally. They will get a new house. They'll get a new car. They'll get a makeover physically on the outside. Maybe they'll even change their spouse because they think that's going to help. But you know what? They change their lifestyles. They do all these things, but they never really do anything to change what's on the inside. And I think that's what we need to look at today. We need to look at those internal changes that we need to make in this upcoming year, this brand new year. There are only a few things that actually cause us to change. One of them is when we finally see the light. The other one is when we feel a lot of the heat. And I hope today some of the things we're going to talk about will help you see the light clearer so you don't have to feel the heat. Because it's important that we understand these things. Listen, a new year is going to require a new you. 
And we need to think about that. The new year, we're going to face new problems. There's going to be new issues, new possibilities, new pressures. There's going to be new actions and new attitudes and have to be new adjustments. And all these things that we're going to look at this morning will help bind those things to us if we apply them to our lives. So how do we apply this very simple rule that Jesus just gave us, this very simple principle of not pouring new wine into old wineskins? Well, the very first thing we're going to see today is you will face new problems that are going to require new attitudes. I hate to tell you this, but we are going to have new problems in 2024. And potentially, they are going to be bigger and better than last year's. That's the potential. Some of you are going, oh, no, not more problems, not bigger problems, not new ones. Oh, yes. That is unfortunate. I don't know about you, but I'm not really sure how I feel about that. I would like to get on my knees and say, Lord, if it's okay with you, I'd just like to sit this one out for a little while. I would just like to sit back and relax and coast and have no problems, no difficulties. Just, Lord, let me, have a, uh, let me just have a week without some problems. And the Lord's going to say, I'm not going to remove your problems, but I'm going to carry you through them so you can be stronger on the other side and you can be a better Christian. That's what he's going to tell us. But we have to be willing to do that. 1 Corinthians 10.13 tells us that God never puts more on us than we can really bear. And I know there's a lot of controversy about this verse, but I want you to listen very carefully to it. He's talking about temptation. He's talking about challenges. He's talking about trials. He's talking about tribulations. No temptation has seized you except that it's common to man. Gee, guess what? You're not experiencing anything anybody else isn't going to experience. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. God will provide new power for each new problem we face this year. He's telling us that. In Lamentations, he tells us that his mercies are new every morning. We need to think about that. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Do you believe God is faithful? That video we just watched, that's what all those Lottie Moon dollars go for. And we, they're right. You can't send it by email. You can send a greeting by email. You can send an affirmation by email. But you have to physically get involved. And that's what it was going to take in this new year. The Lord says, we can't fight new problems with the old methods. He's telling us that's not going to work very well. You cannot solve new problems with old misconceptions, old worn-out attitudes, old worn-out values. But here's, here's a real issue. Unfortunately, we try to do that in the church still today. There's a lot of that. Because I hear this phrase over and over again. We've never done it that way. Or we've always done it this way. 
You know, I, when I hear that, I think of the old wineskins, but I also think of, so what? <laughs> the world is changing, is it not? That's the constant thing that we can count on. There's always changes taking place. Listen, have you ever gone to a reunion? Maybe it's a high school reunion or a college reunion or a family reunion, and you look at somebody and say, oh, there's old so-and-so. They have not changed one bit. Forty-five years later, they're still the same. And they still act the same. And they're still proud of it. They're proud. Well, I ain't changed a bit. Well, yeah, but you're stuck. You're in a rut. You haven't changed any. Listen, some of the old, obsolete, worn-out ways are not going to work in the new year if you want to grow as a Christian. Or as a person. Maybe you've been stuck in a mental rut. Maybe you've been closed off to new ideas and new solutions to old problems. Or new problems. If you're not willing to change, you cannot grow. That is a fact. Growing and developing. You know what? Growing and developing is part of a Christian's life. We are to grow and become more like Christ each and every day. We are not to sit on our hands and not do things. If nothing else, you can pray. Listen, the number one thing is problems require new attitudes. But the second thing is we will face new pressures that require new adjustments. New adjustments. You can't adjust things to the old way the same way you did in the past. Think about it. The world is always changing. The world will probably change more in the next five years than it did in the last 10. Because that has been a repetitive situation for the last 20 years. When we face those new changes, we need some stability, though. Those changes can be very detrimental to us. So what's our stability? Jesus. Because Jesus is our rock. We need to remember that. He gives us stability. Hebrews 13, 8 and 9 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace. Listen, when everything else is changing around us, when all the world is coming unglued and falling apart, we don't have to worry about that, that things are becoming so extremely different. Because what we need to do is we need to turn to Christ, who is our stabilizer. He's the rock. You know, psychologists that tell us they've identified the changes in crisis that we're going to go through in life. They say they're very predictable. They know the type of problems we're going to have at particular ages in our life, at different stages of our life. And they say that those changes are going to take place. But we still need that stability in Jesus to carry us through. Amen? Changes produce pressure, and pressure produces and requires adjustments. Think about it. There's probably nowhere else in the whole wide world that this is more true than in marriage. Think about it. You have two people that come together from two different backgrounds, and you have to adjust to each other. That adjustment is necessary. 
And then you start growing and you keep growing together. Because if you don't keep growing together, you're going to start growing apart. Listen, you are not married. If you've been married for more than an hour, you're not married to the same person you married an hour ago. <laughs> Why? Because we're always changing. That person is different. New pressures require new adjustments, and we have to think about that. Listen, it's easy to become stuck in a rut. It's easy to become complacent in our life or our lifestyles. We wake up in the morning. I talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago and last week. We get up in the morning. We have our breakfast. We go to work. We come home. We watch a little TV. We have dinner. Go to bed. We get up. It's cyclic, right? We're made up of a lot of weird habits. And sometimes those habits are good. Sometimes those habits are bad. But here's the problem. Even attending church can become that way. We can get to the point where we go to church and it just becomes cyclic in nature. Our heart's really not in it. And that becomes a problem. Listen, Jesus even said to the Pharisees, you guys are in a rut. You've got all these rules and regulations and you make all these sacrifices and these bunch of traditions, but they don't mean anything to you. The question is, what means something to you today in your Christian walk? That's the question. Our life is largely made up of habits, both good and bad. And the key to successful living is to develop those successful habits. The only difference between what we might view as a successful person and an unsuccessful person is that those successful people have learned to master and put those successful habits into play. They've applied them to their life. So that's what we need to do. So I have to ask you this morning, what are some bad habits you need to let go of? Think about this for a second in this new year. Things you need to adjust to. Things you may need to stop. Ways of thinking that are taking you or distracting you. Ways of acting. Ways of responding to your family and your friends and your coworkers. How about ways of talking? A generally negative attitude and actions that come out of your mouth. You know, there are some people I meet that they just can't wait to get that next negative nugget out of their mouth. And I stand amazed sometimes because it's like, do you not have anything positive to say about anything? Some of them don't. What are the positive things and habits that we need to develop? Think about this. Maybe we need to start exercising more. Maybe we need to start walking. Maybe we need to develop some new friendships. Maybe from a spiritual standpoint, you need to start reading your Bible more. Maybe you start, need to start praying more earnestly. Maybe you need to get involved in a group Bible study somewhere. Maybe. You cannot make this new year the same as the last year and expect to grow in Christ. And we need to grow. Ephesians 4, through 24 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new, there it is, in the attitude of your minds, and put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. As scripture says, you put on the new man, you put on the new woman, and you become a new person. But it's an absolute must. The Christian life is basically an ongoing matter of character development. 
It's character development. God is taking us and shaping us and molding us and mending us to become what he wants us to be. But we have to be willing to be compliant and flexible in order to do that. When we become rigid and hard, hard-headed and hard-hearted, then it doesn't work very well. Remember what happens when those wineskins fail to adjust? They swell up and they explode. Maybe you're in a place in your life where you feel like you're going to burst at the seams and you're going to swell up and explode because you're not flexible enough. Sometimes we have to watch that. Most people who are inflexible have a hard time adjusting to those new stresses. God says, I want to give you a new life in 2024. You will have new, you will have that new life, that new inner being with strength to match those new pressures. There's also a lot of good going to happen this year. There's a lot of possibilities, exciting opportunities. There's many, many areas that we can learn to grow. However, we have to remember that we have to be willing to go through that process. Listen, there's, in this upcoming year, there's 365 days to have opportunity to grow and be the type of Christian that God wants you to be. The question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do with those 365 opportunities? A, there's new possibilities that are going to require new actions. New possibilities are going to require new actions. Listen, We must move ahead, not only individually, but corporately as a church. It is an absolute necessity if we're going to continue to grow. I have confidence that there's going to be some great things happening this year. I hope that you do too. All these possibilities require new actions, though. Think about it. We can't just sit around and become obsessed with the way it used to be. You can't say and just look at all the past victories and past challenges that you've met and taken charge of to live on. You know, it's sad, but we're obsessed with past memories. It's like we're always driving down the road and looking in the rearview mirror or over our shoulder. We can't do that anymore. We have to make these changes in order to move things forward. I say this tongue-in-cheek, but occasionally I'll hear a Christian's testimony. And they'll come along and they'll say, well, I accepted the Lord 30 years ago. And he's never failed me, even though all the times I failed him. That's his testimony. And it's like, great, what's he doing for you now? What's he done for you lately? Or better yet, what have you done for him lately? Those old testimonies are stale. They're worn out. What are you doing for God right now? And what has God done for you this week, yesterday, today? He helped me get out of bed. I don't know about you guys, but he helped me get up and get rolling. Listen, our minds seem to be stuck in this reverse mode. Lamentations 3.22 and 23 says this, The steadfast love of God never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. 
That means that if you don't have those mercies in your life, you're missing out on his greatness and his faithfulness in your life. You know, we should be grateful for the successes in the past, but we can't live off those past successes and victories. We can't place our foundation on those. Our foundation is on Christ, and Christ is constantly moving. He's not sitting still. He's working in the world. We need to be working in the world. He can't be the basis for our security. That, that, that past life. Listen, there's two things you can't do. One, you cannot physically live in the past. And two, you cannot mentally live on the past. Not for very long. It just doesn't work. Neither of them will work. You know what I find amusing? Is they've started showing these old TV shows on, on uh, some of the channels on TV. And Johnny Carson had a guy on there the other night. And it was an old Johnny Carson show, and I watched it for a few minutes. And he was an old rock and roller. He, was a, he, was, he had one song on the chart 40 years ago for two weeks. He's still living on that. That's his claim to fame. He was a, a one-song wonder. And that's his total name to claim. That's his total fame. And he's still stuck in that 40-year... He hasn't done anything since then, but that's what it was. Listen, we have to remember, we're only here for a little while. And a one-shot wonder is not going to make it. We need to do more than that. We need to be willing to move forward all the time. We can't live off those past successes those past victories. Every day, we need to look to the Lord for new direction, and then we need to act on it. Isaiah 4.18 and 19 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new things. He's talking about how we've dealt with things in the past. He says, forget those former things. Learn to deal with things in a new way. Form those new habits. Get rid of the old ones. Listen, forget what happened last year. All those ways that we dealt with things inappropriately. Maybe you had some great victories. Maybe you made some mistakes. Okay, that's great. But you know what? Don't live there. Move on. Watch for the new thing, his word says. Did you have a really close relationship with God last year? That's wonderful. Did you do some things for him that really helped encourage you and strengthen you and build you up? That is great. Keep changing. Keep moving forward. Watch for the new thing. B, we will need new power in our life from God for this upcoming year. As a Christian, it's very easy for us to say the best days and new days are ahead of us. And they are. But we need to claim that. We need to work on that. The Christian faith is a positive faith because it's a faith that's continually developing and growing. We're not meant to become stagnant. We're not meant to sit and soak in the spiritual hot tub of life forever. 
He allows us to do that when we were new Christians. He allows us to do that when we're young Christians, but he expects us to get up and grow up. And that is important. Listen, probably most, if not everybody here, has given their life to Christ already. But God says, I'm still working in your life. I'm still working on your life. When you committed your Christ to your life to Christ, you committed to becoming better and to becoming more and more like his son each and every day. Our best days are ahead of us, not behind us. So stop looking in the rearview mirror or looking over your shoulder and look forward. You're going to save yourself a lot of work. There's a song that's called Every Day with Jesus is Sweeter Than the Day Before. Parts of the song are this. Every day with Jesus, I love him more and more. Jesus saves and keeps me. He's the one that I adore. Every day he grows a little dearer. Every day he gets a little nearer. Every day this old load gets lighter. Every day my pathway gets brighter. Every day he hears my fervent pleas. Every day he gives my heart ease. Every day he guides me all along. Every day he shields me from all harm. Sweeter than the day before. We need to remember that. Listen. That's part of his good news to us. When I lay my life in God's hands, he takes me and he holds me and he protects me in his hands. And he watches over me. You know, every single one of us can say to one another, I've made some mistakes along the way, but I've also learned some things along the way. And I can learn many more things along the way, especially from my mistakes, right? We have to grow deeper in him. We have to grow deeper, we have to grow broader, and we have to grow longer in him. It's imperative, it's important. You know, you, you remember the little buttons that used to say, be patient, God's not finished with me yet? I think we need another button that says under construction. Yeah, because as Christians, we're still under construction. We're not complete until we get to go home and be with Jesus. Jesus says, when you come to me, you don't turn over a new leaf. You don't just put a new patch on an old wineskin. You get a brand new life. And that's what he's telling us. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Listen, if you're here this morning... That's more than just a one-time experience. It's an ongoing process. Yes, we accept Christ one time, but the process of our growth and our development, our character development goes on and on and on and on until the day we go home and meet with him face to face. We are constantly changing. We are constantly being renewed day by day. Does that mean Christians, you know, think about this. Day by day, our skin cells come up to the top and the old skin cells flake off. Does that mean we as Christians are a little flaky? Perhaps. <laughs> but doesn't God call us to be a peculiar people? Listen, we need to think. We're renewed spiritually inside day by day. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. 
We need to claim that. It's a constant, ongoing experience of renewing, and it's a process. I'm grateful I don't have to stay the same each new year. I get 365 new days. We should all thank God for that. We're going to have to have new problems for the new, uh, or new attitudes for the new problems. That's imperative. We're going to have to make new adjustments to the pressures that we're going to have. We're going to experience some things this year, good and bad, and we have to be prepared for those things. Don't put new wine into old wineskins this year. What are some of those old old wineskins that you are sitting on? Think, are they wrong and rotten attitudes? Are they bad and perverse habits? Maybe they're ill-advised ways of thinking. Maybe they're habitual ways of responding. I told somebody the other day, you know, they asked Kathy, did you wake up cranky this morning? She said, no, I let him sleep. Listen, we can get stuck in a rut. We have to stop. Maybe you've become placent and you're stuck in a dull routine of life. You can move out of that. Maybe you feel like because of all the changes that are going on around you that you're about to burst at the seams and explode internally. You can change that. The pressure of stress gets to us all at different times. But we can change those things if we lean on Jesus. The good news is that Jesus wants to give you a brand new way of living. He wants to give each and every one of us a new way of life. And even if you've been a Christian for 40 years and you're sitting here this morning, he still wants you to continue to give yourself to him in a new way every day. There's going to be new circumstances. There's going to be new issues. There's going to be new problems to deal with. Yes. But when we start off with our commitment with the Lord and we say, you know what? I'm confident that no matter what problems I face, no matter what issues come up, no matter what the circumstances are, I can lean on you. Then you can face those things because you know he's with you. He promises to never leave us nor forsake us. And we have to think about that. He is sufficient to carry us through. So I want to ask you this morning just a couple of questions as we close. Have you been trying to live off of that old commitment? Have you been trying to live off of that old commitment that you made to Christ years ago? When was the last time you genuinely renewed that commitment? There's no better time than now, the start of a brand new year. Maybe it was a year ago that you did it. Maybe it was just a month ago that you did it. But there's no better time to make a new commitment to Christ today. You know why? Because that commitment has to be a daily commitment. It has to be an event that takes place every morning. When you pop open your eyes in the morning, you can say, Lord, I'm yours. I commit my life to you. I give my life to you. I give my service to you. I give my all to you. Because that's what he's asking. The Christian life is a constant one of renewal. But in order to go deeper in your faith, we have to be willing to allow him to change us. And that change will be renewed day by day. God wants us all to grow up. He wants us to grow up individually. 
He wants us to grow up corporately. He wants you to be the godly man or the godly woman he's called you to be. And that means that he wants you to love him first and foremost. So that's what we need to do. Listen, there's a lot of Christians that I talk to sometimes. They have a problem because they're stuck in that past. They either want to stand out on the fringe so that nobody notices them. And, and they struggle with that because their heartstrings are tugging at them and tell them to get involved, but they won't do it. There's others that say, well, we just want to dip our toe in and get it wet. We don't really want to get overly involved in anything because we, we might be asked to do something. Well, yeah, you're right. You might. But you know what? God says that they're gonna, they submit themselves to a tremendous amount of stress and, and because they refuse to change. And that causes heart issues. So you have to be careful. The reason they're under so much stress and tension is because they're trying to take that new life that Christ has given them and they're trying to mix it with their old lifestyle. That just will not do. Not by God's standards. So you have to change completely for God to use you the way he wants to use you. Some people also say, you know, I just can't do it. I'm weak. But you know what? Jesus said to Paul, that when you were weak, I am strong. And Paul finally relinquished to that. And he was able to move forward in his faith. And he became a mighty man of God because of that. To allow somebody as dynamic as God's Holy Spirit to enter into our lives and then not follow his leading and, and trying to act the same as our old life is going to cause tremendous stress. And you're just asking yourself for problems and pressures. So I want to challenge you and encourage you not to do that in this upcoming year. If you've been on the fringe or you've been just dipping your toe in, get involved. Draw closer to God and he'll draw closer to you. Let's pray. Lord, we know your word tells us you want to give us a new life, a new dynamic power in life. But we also know that your word tells us that you can only do what we will allow you to do in our lives. I believe, Lord, this, this next year can be a great year. All the past is gone, and God gives us 365 days of a new year. And Father, I pray that if you allow us that you will help give us new attitudes for new adjustments and new actions to meet those new possibilities. I believe that this new year, genuinely, can be the best yet ever. I pray that if you're here this morning and you do not know Christ as your Savior, that you would accept him as your Savior this year. Start out a brand new year with a brand new you. Become who God wants you to be. If he's been tugging at your heartstrings and talking to you, 
through the power of the Holy Spirit, allow that Holy Spirit to enter into you and make you the man or woman you need to be. And if you're here this morning and maybe you've made that decision, but you've never made it public, we offer you that opportunity today to step forward and just share that with us and remind us and help remind yourself who God wants you to be. Maybe you've made those decisions but you've and shared those things, but you've never been baptized. We would love to help you with that to make sure you're baptized complete head to toe. And maybe you've done all those things and you've been somewhere else and been members of another church or another body of believers and you've been looking for a church home and you're tired and you're weary and worn because you just need a church family. And this is a great church family, I believe it with all my heart. I pray that you would consider allowing us to be that new church family. If you decide today that you need to make any of those decisions, all you have to do is come forward and share that with us this morning. And for those of us that are here today that know we're Christians, we've been baptized, we're part of this church family, maybe we're regular attenders, just not ready to join yet, I pray that you'd hear my words carefully. Please, please, please allow God to work in your life. Allow the Holy Spirit to move you to be the new you that you can be in this new year. And I simply ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you can and would, stand, please. O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior, and life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Through death into life everlasting, he passed and we of earth will 
grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Thank you all for coming this morning. This concludes our service.